from the Grexley Studios at the Catholic TV Center, it's the K&J Show with your hosts, Kevin and Jay. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the K&J Show, and we are happy to have you along with us once again. We are here in the Grexley Studios at Catholic TV, and we are excited about our topic today, and we hope you will be too, because it's about people who have inspired us during our lives. This topic, Jay came up. Jay, who inspired you? Wait, before that, though, breaking news. Kevin Nelson has his own oh, yes. this, contact page, yes, or this, not page, was, uh, email. This is big news. It was introduced uh, during a recent This Is The Day show. Uh, Kevin at Grexley.com. That's the way you can reach me, folks. It's finally happening. Uh, please feel free to send me an email. Uh, you know, give me, a, give me a comment. Tell me how long Jay's here is. Uh, whatever. Well, people uh, can't see that. But <laughs> by the way, if they don't want to write to you, they can write to me at j at grexley.com. Yeah. And that's G-R-E-X-L-Y and J-A-Y. And I'm sure this will end up being a competition as to who gets more <laughs> Probably. Probably. Do you know, um, so people don't know, uh, I have not cut my hair since March. Yes. yes so my I, hair yeah. is, and now I'm actually growing a beard as well, which I'm probably going to shave this weekend. What kind of product do you use in your hair, Jay? <laughs> can i so here's the thing so we've we've actually gotten people who have called in and do not like my hair yes. long yeah. at all yeah. it has not gone well yeah. so on the day of a show uh-huh. i will not use any shampoo wow that way it keeps my hair flat do you shower that day yes okay absolutely <laughs> i have to because then i wet my hair and it and it keeps it all flat okay if i don't it it just all curls up. I have very curly hair. You've seen it. Yeah. It's well, not a pretty sight. Have you tried any of the, you know, those gels, the hair gels, like the dippity do stuff? Don't have the whatever. time or do I care that much? <laughs> so I won't do it. And the thing about my beard is many parts of it now are white. Yeah. Well, you know, distinguished look. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. I, that's one term for it. I have to, I, I don't have one single gray hair. Well, maybe I have one or two gray hair, but you know, I don't have gray hair. Yeah. But yet my beard is white. Uh, white as white can be. I would look well, like Santa. Well, you have you you have the regular color and and it's surrounded by the gray. But yeah, like my mustache is not gray. Yeah. It's blonde. Yeah, blondish. I never got hair color because, um, like, I look. What at, is yours transparent? Yeah, no, I I just don't I don't <laughs> like. I wouldn't call. Would you call? Would you call your hair blonde? I would say it was blonde. Yeah, see, like, I don't know. It's like, it's like light shade of brown or something. I don't know. I think Shirley would agree with you and Ethan would not. Okay, so there's yes. a lot of debate. I never, I never understand. Like, I don't get how people come up with their colors well, of hair. The other day, my son said to me, James, James said to me, well, your eyes are brown. My eyes are nowhere near brown. <laughs> they're either blue or gray. Yeah. Um, and Ethan looked. He said, James, they're not brown. They're blue. And I would say they're probably more gray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like my demeanor. <laughs> so, so now that we've, uh, of course, gone for the first uh, three minutes without talking about our subject whatsoever, uh, people who've inspired us. And I'm going to start off uh, uh, in no particular order, 
uh, yeah. mostly because I did not prepare at all for the show. That's unusual. That's <laughs> so I'm going to start off actually with a friend. Okay. Um, and it was Dave Saunders, who is no longer with us. So Dave died at the age of, let me see now, I'd say 50, right around 50 or so, uh -huh. uh, of ALS. Dave was one of my best friends. Was one of the besides Rick Mosley was one of the best men in my wedding. I had two best men, Rick and, and Dave. And what Dave was just always pleasant, just always a great guy, fun, fun to be around, always a good laugh. But what inspired me is seeing how Dave handled uh, his death. Yeah. Um, now he was clearly very upset and sad because when he died, he had uh, twins who were eleven and a daughter Caroline who was either five or six. Um, so he, you know, that was the, that was, a, and, and his wife, Laura, and that was a very difficult thing for him. But I remember him saying to me, and I, what I would do is I would go down every couple of weeks. He lived in New Jersey. It was about a three and a half, four hour ride. I would drive down every couple of weeks, visit with him, and then I would drive back. And I always look forward to those visits. It, you know, that's eight hours on the road, but yet it was worth it because at that point, towards the end, he, he was in a wheelchair, could not move whatsoever. Um, but uh, And at that point, when he was in the wheelchair and had lost all movement, uh, thankfully not his voice, he said, you know, Jay, it's like jumping out of a plane. Either I can, without a parachute. So if I jump out of a plane without a parachute, I can either uh, do a kicking and scre screaming or enjoy the ride. He said, I know what this is. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Um, I would Skype Dave every single day from here at work. Yeah. Um, it was new then, and it was so we would just Skype and we would talk for a while. Uh, but he was very inspiring on how he handled it at the end, and, and we had very deep conversations because if you don't know what ALS is, um, more people know it like the Lou Gehrig disease. Well, what ALS does is your mind is perfectly fine, but your body loses all muscle yeah and he uh and and when he got he, he called me the first time and he said i'd gone to visit him and and he looked like beetles were running up and down his arm because his muscles were twitching and he called me and he said jay i think i have als and i said dave stop going on the internet stop trying to be your own doctor you know yeah yeah and he called me after he went to die said well good news i don't have als and um, I said, oh, well, Dave, that's great news. You know, uh, I've been praying for you. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And then about a week later, he called me and he was crying. And he said, I went to the doctors again. I, I had another test and I do have ALS. Wow. And it, a lot of our conversations were, you know, David, technology has come a long way. Medicine is moving more quickly. Hopefully they can find a cure. All the while at that point, knowing that his was progressing very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it was three years from diagnosis. I wish you could have seen the uh, the bucket challenge. Yeah, he would have loved yeah. that. But just an inspiring guy. Yeah, just no, an inspiring. It's guy. Um, such a devastating disease. Uh, it, I'm I'm amazed uh, when I hear stories like that, and and you know uh, around here in the uh, New England area, Pete Frades was uh, you know a, a big as you mentioned the bucket challenge. He got that bucket challenge going, and. and um, had a lot of money um, made for ALS Association. Like $100 like million dollars was yeah. made from that. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you the last time I saw Dave, because it, it really was a sad, sad day. So he, he had not been doing well, so I went down to visit him. And uh, when I got there, he had a an aide who, who he loved. She was very, very good to him. But she wasn't a nurse, but she was an aide, and that's important. 
in this story. So I said, David, um, how you doing? Good. He said, but I'm in so much pain. He said, can you give me some morphine? And I said, David, um, I can't. I said, I, I said, how much? First, I said, how much have you had? He said, I don't know. I said, well, well, I can't do that, David. I could kill you. I could overdose you without knowing what you had before. And I said, in all honesty, I don't know what to do. So I went out to the aide and I just said, um, hey, listen, um, you know, he, he's in tremendous pain. Now, this is, he died a few days later, so he's not doing well. And I said, can you, can you do this? And she said, no. She said, by law, I'm not allowed to do this. Yeah. And I said, well, I, I said, I don't, I don't know what to give him. And she was very good. And again, he loved her. She was so good to him. She said, uh, she said, well, if you put, if it were me, I would put this much in. And so she was telling me exactly what to do. So I yeah. did. And you put it under the tongue. I did the same thing with my mom when my mom was, was dying. And you put it under the tongue and it made him feel better right away. Huh. Uh, but it was, you know, it was just such a difficult, difficult moment because I felt helpless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's one of my best friends and he's in tremendous pain. He's dying. And there's really not much I can do. Yeah. Um, it's funny. People if, might uh, remember the book Tuesdays with Maury. Uh, was um, a great story. About, By the sports writer. Yeah. 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 Who came back and visited his yeah. old professor who had ALS. And uh, just the insight that he learned from him, um, just from talking to him during this ALS, uh, he, he, he had a... It didn't seem like it was as per, uh, fast as, as your, your friend Dave yeah, there, yeah. but uh, he had the opportunity to keep on coming back. And yeah, it's always, it's always amazing. I, I don't know, you know, how I always think about things like, yeah, you know, if you, you get a devastating um, diagnosis, uh, you know, how I would react or, you know, how, how I would uh, tackle things like that. Uh, it I makes think it you gives think. you a different perspective yeah. on life. I think you, you look inward quickly. And I, I think of a lot of the things that used to matter, and again, this is just my thought on this, but a lot of things that used to matter that really are trivial. Yeah, yeah. Um, you decide, I'm not going to waste my time at that. Then you start to think, who am I? I think ultimately, and that was a big question for David, who am I? What was my life? Was it a life worth living? Um, they're very deep and, and difficult questions. Yeah. And and again, what inspired me was how Dave approached them, and and he had the the Monsignor at the church come by and visit him, and um, it was uh, it was incredibly it was an incredibly moving experience, even to this day, and it was many years ago now, uh, but it was it was unbelievable. Wow. <clears throat> how about you? Give me one. Yeah, maybe some uh, one that's a little happier. I know. <laughs> When you broached me about the uh, topic, Jay, I had, to, I had to think a little bit. But I, and I'll, I'll just start with family, I guess. You know, um, especially my uh, nana who uh, lived. She was um, just, I want to say, a few weeks away from turning 102 when she passed. Ooh, you got good blood. Uh, although my my three other grandparents died when I was young. You got bad uh, blood. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's hope uh, you go with your nana. So my so my nana is uh, was a presence uh, for me throughout uh, most of my life, you know. And uh, towards towards the end, she she had lived on her own basically till she was about ninety six, and then um, moved to like an assisted living uh, facility, Mother Seton residence in ninety six. 
What, uh, not tough the, enough, not at, tough enough to make it to at 100 the age of 96. Wrong? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, oh my gosh, she had some. Uh, I think what what made her go there was she had fallen at one point in her own apartment and literally didn't want to bother anybody to call them. Uh, and spent the night on the floor, you know. Oh, and, and Sounds like a sweet woman. Yeah, though. and called somebody in the morning. Um, and it was towards the end, too. She, she, you know, she used to love listening to the radio, and then, um, you know, and then her hearing, uh, her her eyesight had pretty much uh, gone, you know, um, and, and her hearing wasn't as good, you know. So um, to be in um, the assisted living facility uh, you know there's a lot of challenges as as an older person and uh you know so that kind of inspired me she wouldn't you know she always had a, a a great disposition and you know um to to be going through challenges like that she she, she couldn't move too well you know she was able to think with the help of people she was able to get out of bed and you know make it to the, the little table to eat it's someone that i grew up with i was so happy that Emily, she was young, and, and even Andrew. Uh, we have a picture of Andrew on her lap when he was like one or two or something like that. They, at least, uh, you know, may not remember her, but were she was able to meet them and, and before she passed too. So I mean, she literally uh, uh, lived up to that that point. And just a great lady, you know. We used to love going to her house. She would take us downtown. Uh, I remember getting Sundays with her at Bailey's. Uh, it was this great uh, ice cream place, and where they had these big, huge sundays where the uh, melted uh, oh, hot chocolate hungry. would be dripping off the sides and stuff. Every weekend when I was a kid, we would drive into Dorchester, a section of Boston, uh, where she, where she lived, and would would always go in and visit her every weekend. That was our that was our standard routine as a kid, you know. And we might go to Castle Island. Uh, oh, I love people, Castle yeah. Island. Or, uh, Father yeah. Frank McFarlane loved Castle Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or or go to Nantastic Beach or something like that, uh, or just hang out, you know, at her at her house. So, um, yeah, very uh, very inspiring lady. We I'm gonna go off topic here for a second. Okay. Which is not unusual yes. for me. I'm thinking of of Nana being 103. 103. Uh, she was just about to turn 102 okay, when she passed. 102. Yeah. We'll say 102. We'll give her that. Yeah. We're going to give her that. <laughs> so she's 102. So I was walking with James and Ethan. We we walk a lot. And I was walking with them, and James was talking about immortality. Uh -huh. And it, it was based upon something he had seen on TV. Yeah. And you know, he's talking about, well, if you're immortal, you'd have to move every so often so people don't know you. Would you want a family? Because then, be But but then Ethan said something that was that was extremely enlightening. He said, well, I would never want to be immortal because our goal is to see God in heaven. So yeah. why would I not want to do that? That's the perfect place. Yeah. And But the, the biggest thing I got from it, though, is then we got into a discussion about age. And I, I, I had a, a friend who was 103. Um, we used to uh, be Eucharistic ministers uh, uh, for her, yeah. Mary. Uh, my wife was, and, and I would tag along once in a while. And so what what we're talking about is... If you're that age, Mary's age of 103, what had happened to Mary, which has to be hard, you lose everyone you love. Yes. And that's where yeah. we talk about being immortal. Yeah. It's because she had seen her, her kids die, her husband die, her, uh, her parents, which a lot of us see, um, her, her brothers and sisters die, everyone. She had lost everyone. And at the end, there she was, really, uh, pretty much by herself. Yeah. Um, I think, her, I think her, one of her daughters was still alive, who was a sister. Was a nun. 
Oh, okay. But I'm going to surprise you with the next uh, two people who inspire me. You ready for this one? Can I pick up on, because you just reminded me of someone that I was inspired by. Go ahead. And it's a sad story as well. But oh boy, this no one's going to want to hear this podcast. This woman, uh, I, I, I won't say her name, but um, um, I knew her through, Mary was good friends with her daughter. And this woman has been through so much. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, do you? I do. Uh, is it uh, deal with a high school at all? Uh, what's that? Does it deal with a high school at all? No, no. Okay, no, I'm no. thinking a different story. Yeah, then. yes. But this, this, uh, Mary's good friends with her daughter, uh, and initially her son in a tragic accident passed away. Then, just a few years later, Mary's friend's sister, her daughter, passed away. Uh, just a, a freakish kind of medical thing that happened. And then Mary's friend um, developed cancer and eventually passed away. And then her husband uh, developed cancer and eventually passed away too. So she saw her whole family pass away and um, she's still living and she's still very faithful, very faithful, uh, very faithful woman. And, and to keep, keep on going with an attitude and with um, a faith filled presence is inspiring to me to, to have that much, tragedy in, in in your life um is amazing yeah i have to say that this is probably going to be two shows kevin yeah okay. because i mean we we just we're running out of time already and it's uh and i've got so many more people yeah but yeah. i'm going to give you two people here where we work okay do you want to guess who they are one of them's me uh, <laughs> well of course you inspire everybody uh uh, right here. Right here. Two people here. Now, nowadays. Well, I'm not going to let you guess, because okay. if you guess wrong, then that won't go well. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Thank you. Thanks all, for sparing me that. That would cause all kinds of trouble. Um, Kelsey and oh, Alexis. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow and yeah. how Kelsey and Alexis uh, inspire me is their faith life. Yeah. Uh, and I will use uh, uh, Kelsey more as an example right now, even though Alexis is in there as well. Um, Kelsey comes in every morning early before work even starts an hour before she starts work to go into the chapel and pray mm. and she takes notes yeah. and I just find it very reassuring seeing someone and I don't care how old she is or how old anyone is but to have that deep of a faith life uh, inspires me to strengthen my faith life sure um, I just uh, you know people will, will call in about, about both of them if they see them on TV if they see either one of them because they, they're actually younger yeah and Some, something we are not no we don't get that <laughs> we, i get calls but it's usually telling me to cut my hair or shave or stop picking on you um but but um i i just uh, she's the real deal yeah and so is an alexis they're the real deal um they're they they are who they are and i think when you see someone with faith life that deep uh it's inspiring yes um they're just they're just kind gentle people And as you say too, um, Jay, with people that watch on Catholic TV and they see a young person who exudes the faith like uh, like they do, it's 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 inspiring for them as well, and it gives them hope for the church and for people of faith. We, we've talked about this before about uh, you know a lot of people think of the young as especially you know the millennials get a bad rap that they uh, you know more secular and and don't have a lot of faith, but to to see like uh, like you said, Kelsey and Alexis. Uh, 
it, it is inspiring. Well, and, and we, well, we, I just did a, uh, an interview with someone, um, and her name was Jane Kennedy, and, and this is on that same vein. So Jane works in D.C. Uh, she was originally, she was born in Australia, moved to California, San Francisco, um, then worked in a tech company, then went to D.C. and, and worked at the White House, and oh. now she works as advocacy uh, for, um, uh, for those people who have had problems with the law. But she has started a group, uh, and did I mention she was also runner-up for Miss California? Wow. First runner-up. Wow. Um, and what she, has this girl not done? Well, and here's the thing. Um, so she started a group called the Sunday Monday Co. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with happy days. Not at all. Sunday but it has to, Monday. It's, it's really right. about taking Sunday, what you learn in church, and bringing it into your life. Okay. And it's okay. for young Catholic women. Yeah. And... I just I I saw that and I listened to her and again inspiring. I'm actually I told Kelsey about it and I'm going to write to my daughter and tell her about it. Uh, but I I always you know I always see something like that with a, a very clearly a very bright young lady um, who is using her talents to reach out to other Catholic young ladies who sometimes feel alone in the world. Yeah. Uh, that they're the only ones and they feel sometimes put upon. And yet there are so many of them out there, sometimes afraid to even talk because they're afraid they're going to get lambasted if they talk at all. Yeah. Uh, and, and here she is. She's, she's put together this group, The Sunday Monday. You can find it on, on uh, the Internet, the thesundaymonday.co um, company. I actually looked at the page. It's great. Yeah. You know, and they put their stories up. These young women put their stories up and so on and so forth. That's so, great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. Do we have enough time? I'm getting hand signals. Should we keep on going or should we? Yeah, we could go make a this a two-parter. Do does this need to be a two-parter? I think this has to be a two-parter because wow. I have yet to touch on my parents, my sisters, some other friends, my grandparents. You know, you talk about your grandparents. I had the same experience with mine, who really, in my faith life, were extremely important. Yeah. Um, and a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, my grandfather just was a lot of fun. Yeah, he it, was just a fun guy. It's fine. I, I do vaguely remember. So, so I had, so my dad's dad passed away when I was three. So I don't remember him as all at all. And then my uh, my mom's dad, I do remember a little bit of him. He, I can still smell. He used to smoke a pipe. So and, did my grandfather. One loved, of my my other I, grandfather. I loved the smell of the pipe. Yeah, I, I always wanted to smoke a pipe. <laughs> and in fact, I picked up a pipe when I went to Ireland. A very beautiful pipe. I was never gonna, used it. Never used it. I was gonna That's good. It. I know. I know. It my, is. One of my grandfathers smoked a cigar, the other one a pipe, and Shirley's grandfather smoked a pipe, and she got that pipe when he passed away. Oh, wow. She just uh, loved the smell of it. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. What is it about pipe uh, pipe grandfather's? smell? Yeah. Oh, it's just it's great. And, and the thing, you know, they'd pack it in. Remember, you get yeah, the pouch oh, yeah, and they yeah, pack yeah, it yeah, in. No. But the thing is, is you never see people smoking anymore. Yeah. I mean, they did the vape thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, but... Um, not not smoking, but, but of no. all the the smoking things, the pipe is the best smelling of them. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. There was uh, a priest who was very inspiring to me, so I'll talk about that. Yeah, my sister Mara, uh, uh, who yeah, passed yeah, away. Yeah. we'll probably try to make this a little happier. Maybe the next uh, show okay. about inspiring. All right, that's up to you, Kevin. But I like this that that we're actually giving some time at the end of this show to preview an upcoming show. Isn't that great? Now we have to do it though. That's true. I'll write. It, I'll write it down somewhere. Well, we actually, I think, have the next three shows planned, unless, unless, 
unless you write, well, we'll have to do the inspiring one. Yeah. But if you write in to either Kevin at Grexley.com or Jay at Grexley.com and give us a programming idea, we will, we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, we will, well, probably. I, you know, there might be some that we couldn't do. <laughs> you know, there, there are limitations. What would be a, an example, Jay, of something that we couldn't do? Um, uh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say. Because anything I say will get me in trouble. Anything. That is, that is a no-win situation you just put me in, Kevin. I would not do that to you. Well, I, I'm going to move on to something else, because you saved me from a no-win situation earlier in the show. <laughs> I think I might have. Well, well, it was inspiring to be inspired by some of the people that we uh, thought about today. And I know a lot of people uh, that are listening right now have thought about some of the people in their lives that inspired them. And, and like us, we have so many that we need to do another show on this, and we will be doing that in, in a future show. But thank you for joining us for this K&J broadcast. And please uh, continue, as Jay said, to uh, listen and to, to write us about it. And don't forget to visit grexley.com. Lots of other great podcasts there and also the Patreon site as well to get exclusive, exclusive stuff on that page as well. So until then... What, oh, you want to say something? We got to do something for Patreon. <laughs> I know. We, we have to do we, we do have some exclusive stuff there, but we'll. I know. We'll we make need some more exclusive more. stuff. Yeah. Because we're exclusive people. <laughs> so thanks again for watch, uh, listening. You can't watch, and we'll see you next time on the KJ Show. Maybe soon. Thanks for joining us for the KJ Show. KJ is a production of the Grexley Podcast Network. To support our podcast and others like it, please visit patreon.com slash Grexley.